Hi, beautiful, and welcome to Self Carve, a podcast all about self love and success. I'm your host, Ivana Ritchie, and I'm here because I want you to have it all. I don't want you to settle for less. I want you to carve yourself and create the life of your dreams. And because of this, not only will I be sharing my knowledge with you, but I'll be inviting some amazing women who are all highly successful and they will be sharing their stories with you as well. A woman who's self-carved knows that there is nothing she can do to change her past, but that she has all the power and all the magic to create the best version of herself and attract anything that she desires from a man to money to whatever, right? So I'm so happy that you're here. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Self-Carved. Today, I have an amazing woman with me. She has accomplished and experienced a lot in her life. Some of the key things we're going to be talking about that she has a lot of knowledge in is the fact that she has actually done the uh, mindfulness and emotional intelligence leadership training with Google. So that's super awesome. She is a certified angel practitioner. She is also certified in Reiki and uh, has a lot of other <laughs> certifications. But those, those are some of the things we're going to be focusing on. Um, her name is Amber Shannon. And uh, I'm so, so, so grateful that she's coming on today. She's going to bring some fire. She's going to bring some magic. And I'm so excited. Amber, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Ivana. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. So I wanted to start here. Can we start off by talking a little bit about energy? I love talking about energy, right? So when we've worked together in the past, I always noticed it was such a blessing to be in your presence. I always felt like you had amazing energy. So how do you maintain that? How do you maintain such high energy and vibe in your life? Mm, that's such a great question. And energy is one of my favorite topics to talk about because there is so much that comes as into our lives as a result of the energy that we are maintaining every day. And when I talk about energy, I'm specifically referring to the vibration. In this, in this context that we're talking about right now, I'm talking about vibrational frequency. So I'm talking about vibrational alignment. Um, so if you're talking about, oh, you know, you have such great energy, people that have high energy, it's, it's really the frequency of the energy of the vibration that that person is holding um, and is carrying. And for me personally, I had a very profound mystical, ex mystical experience back in uh, 2006, and it was a result of meditation. And ever since I started meditating, I noticed that a lot of things started happening in my life. Um, and we can get into details, but to just make a long story short, through the process of meditation, which was how it started for me, my energy started to shift and my energy started to expand and the, my frequency started to raise. Uh, so meditation is something that I do every single day as much as possible. Even if I don't actually have time to do a sitting practice that day, I will make sure that I am throughout the day, I am connecting and I'm doing some sort of mindful meditation. So it could be an active uh, moving form of meditation, but it's all about the intention and the connection. So for me, I, there's many things that I do, but number one definitely is meditation. 
Awesome, awesome. I love that. It's powerful and straight to the point. So let's, I just want to talk about it. What was it that happened that brought you to this, <laughs> to this realization when you had this mystical experience? What was, what was that? What was that for you? Yes. Okay. So this was back in 2006 and it was during a time in my life where I, I had everything that I thought I was supposed to have. I, you know, I was married. I, we had bought a home. We had two cars. I was working from home. I had, I had checked off all the boxes, you know, I went to college. I got, I had all the boxes checked off and mm -hmm. I was in my, um, you know, my mid twenties. And, you know, to be quite honest with you, I was, I was pretty miserable, you know, like I just, I wasn't happy with my life and I was actually, uh, suffering from severe migraines at the time, um, and some other health issues. And I just kept feeling like this cannot be it. Like this is my life for the rest of my <laughs> life. Like this is what I've been working towards. And I was like, there's no way. So, um, I just started praying, you know, I really started praying and I started asking God for help, you know, God, the universe. Um, I started just saying, please, this can't be all that there is that, you know, show me, show me the way, show me, um, show me something. And I remember I was at my boss's house at that time. I did medical billing. So I was actually at his house that day and I went into the backyard and I was out by the lake and I was feeding the ducks with some bread. And I heard in my mind, I didn't hear it as an audible voice outside of my body, but in my mind, I heard a voice say very clearly to me, you are in the wrong life. And I was like, whoa, because uh, I'd never had an experience like that before. I mean, we have thoughts all the time in our head, right? But this was a thought that I, I recognized was not my own voice. It was not me. I felt like it was a divine, you know, I felt like it was God speaking to me, to be honest with you. And right. so uh, it kind of shook me for a moment and I, I kind of, um, you know, kind of calmed down. I'm like, all right. And I just was breathing. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm in the wrong life, then show me the right life. And wow, it was like, <laughs> it was like the, the, the God of God in the universe, like, okay, you ready? Here we go. <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, just one thing after another synchronicities and coincidences and teachers and books and all kinds of things just started coming on my path one right after the other. And, um, the first the first thing that was pretty impactful for me was I just was flipping through the TV and I came across uh, PBS and Wayne Dyer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the work of Wayne Dyer, um, but he was speaking at the time and he was talking about his book called The Power of Intention. And I had never heard of him, but what he was saying just caught my attention. And I was like magnetized to whatever he was talking about. And I was so excited by these concepts because it was a very it was very different than anything that I had heard. Like prior to that, it was very much kind of feeling like a victim in the world. Um, and what he was talking about, the power of intention, he was talking about basically being the, a co-creator, you know, the creator of your life, the co a co-creator of your life and being able to control um, your destiny and, and not being a victim and having power uh, and influence over your life. So I got that book and I was studying that. And then he had a program called uh, Getting in the Gap. And it's a form of, it's an audio program. And it was the first meditation program I had ever done. And it's a form of Japa meditation. And I was practicing that. And then I, I and then, and then I was also at the same time, 
I don't play around. If I'm in something, I'm all in, right? So at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like give me all the things. I want all the things. So I was also doing uh, this, there's this little book and I highly recommend it for anybody, as long as you're okay with um, certain like Christian terminology, if people are okay with that, then I highly recommend this book. It's called The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. And there, it's a tiny little book. It's like maybe five bucks on Amazon. Um, and But the most important thing that was in this book was this daily, uh, it was like a meditation practice, but it was specifically focused on financial abundance, right? So I'm doing it for those reasons. Um, but one day during one of those sessions, um, the, the, what he, the way that it works is there's 10 statements of truth. And every day you write down the statement of truth, you meditate on that statement of truth for 15 minutes, and then you write whatever comes through you after, after you're meditating on these statements. And during one of those meditations, all of a sudden I had this experience where I was so aware of another realm and it is going to sound maybe a little crazy, but I became aware of, of an internal realm and what I saw, it was like the veil was being lifted for me. And what I saw in my mind's eye was this fountain of energy that was within me. And it was like this energy that was coming up through the bottom of my feet through my body, out the crown of my head, and then fountaining out around me like a fountain, and then all around me, and then back up through my feet. So I saw this, and I saw this, and I was told that this is my life force energy. And then I began to see that this is in everyone. And then I saw all of us, every human on this planet, not just every human, but every living being on this planet being connected to this life force energy. And I realized that we are all one. That was like my first experience where I no longer identified myself as a totally separate human being having a separate, you know, human experience. This was the revelation of one divine life force that we are all a part of and that we are all connected to. And since then, my entire life has changed. And, and now, um, or even, even back then, little by little, I, I realized that everything that I did in my life, every word I spoke, every action I took, not only affected me, but it had a ripple effect on other people, on the collective consciousness, on the planet as a whole. Um, and so since then, I have continued to follow this path and I've continued to receive more messages and more information and all kinds of beautiful things have happened. Um, but that was, that was the essence of my mystical experience. Wow. <laughs> powerful quite it's powerful life turn <laughs> completely <laughs> full 360 so uh, there are a few uh, parts i want to touch on but what i want to start with is this so you mentioned how there were a lot of things in your life that you were not happy with and you were asking god is this all there is do you believe that people have to hit rock bottom and become so miserable in order for them to decide to seek something else or seek 
um, dive more internally into their own being? Like what has to happen usually on our lives for us to get to that point? Do we really have to continue to hit these walls? <laughs> You know what? I, I have to say, honestly, I don't believe that people have to get there. I totally believe that it's possible to listen to a podcast like your podcast and become aware and become conscious and begin to take the action steps before they hit rock bottom. Um, so I don't think that people have to. However, I think that most people do. <laughs> 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 I, I really, I really feel like most people just do. And, uh, and it's okay. You know, it's okay for that to happen because if that's what it's like, if you're, if you're listening to a podcast like this, if you're listening to Ivana and she is inspiring you and you are like, oh my gosh, okay, I get it. I don't want to wait to hit rock bottom. I can take these actions now, then take those conscious actions um, and, and, you know, connect with her and, and do the work that she's talking about. You will save yourself so many years <laughs> of pain if you can. Um, but you know, no pressure. I mean, if you, if you can't do that and if somebody, uh, and I'm speaking to the ear listeners, right now if you know if they are going through rough times and they just can't you know they can't seem to quite uh, make that connection and make the changes then it's okay if they fall if they hit rock bottom if they go through it then that's okay you know they can they're they we are resilient beings and we have the eternal life force within us the all-powerful life force within us and we can overcome anything that is put in our path so it's just a matter of you know they can get through anything we can get through anything it's just like okay do we want to take the, the easy way like the path of least resistance or do we want to take the hard route and like go through the trenches <laughs> you know but we're going to come out to the same the same place in the end yes yes i totally agree with that and it's kind of funny because people usually want a quick fix but then the quick fixes they're trying to get actually causes them to have to do the long fixes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's, yes, absolutely. So I want to learn, and I know the listeners want to know a little bit more. So share with us if you want to divide it, but how did you become an angel practitioner and is that similar to the Reiki practitioner that you are as well? Are there differences and how do you use that in your life and when you work with clients? Mm -hmm. Great question. So uh, they are two different things. They're two separate um, kind of practices. Uh, I'll speak on the angel practitioner first and uh, only because it, it'll kind of pick up with uh, my story where I left off. Um, so after I had that, that profound uh, experience, Part, remember I said I do all the things. I'm like, I'm all in. I want, all, I want everything. So um, I heard, uh, <laughs> so I'm like meditating. I'm doing yoga. I'm reading books. I'm doing, you know, all, I'm doing creative visualization. And then I heard about Reiki. I'm like, oh, what's Reiki? So, <laughs> uh, um, so uh, I went, I heard, uh, I heard about Reiki. And I went to this uh, place. It's actually a gorgeous little store down here in South Florida. It's called Crystal Vision. And I heard about the Reiki classes there. And at the same time, I heard about, while I was there, I saw a workshop for a lady uh, who was doing angel, uh, like angel uh, readings or something like that. So I was like, huh, that's a thing. That's interesting. And then I ended up hearing about 
uh, Doreen Virtue. And um, she is somebody at the time that was very focused on everything that has to do with angels. So she was really saying that, you know, everybody has angels. We all have guardian angels and they're here to help us. And so I started buying her books and reading her books and I started doing meditations to connect with angels. And one time, uh, I think I mentioned previously that I was suffering from really severe migraines and I was having uh, an episode where I was, I was in a lot of pain and I just started, you know, talking to my angels. I'm like, okay, let me, let me try it, try this and see if this is real. And so I started praying and I called upon my guardian angels and I said, you know, you know, help me, you know, please help me and guide me and show me. And all of a sudden I, I kind of, I had this experience where I sensed three angels. There was one to my left, there was one behind me and there was one to my right. And they showed themselves to me as colors. So the, uh, the angel on the left was like a soft pink. Um, and the angel behind me was like almost like a lavender, like a soft purple. Uh, and the angel to my right was uh, like a soft yellow. And so, and this is things that I'm not, I wasn't seeing with my physical eyes, but I was sensing um, with my, and through my mind's eye, with my eyes closed, I could sense and feel these colors and these, and the presence. Wow. And they started to speak to me and, um, you know, they guided me to, to lay down and to do some certain, certain breathing techniques. Um, and, I, I ended up falling asleep and waking up and my headache was gone. Um, and that was not a common case for me with a migraine. I mean, I would be down for hours, sometimes days. Um, so I'm like, oh gosh, I'm really, this is amazing. Like this is real. So I started looking into that even deeper and I bought these uh, angel cards and they're not tarot cards, uh, but they're, they were just literally cards with and angel, like angels on them and positive messages and, and beautiful, loving guidance. So every day I would start pulling a card. Um, and all of a sudden <laughs> I was like pulling the same card three days, four days in a row. And I'm like, yeah. okay, wait, wait, <laughs> uh, this is not possible. You know, there's 44 cards in the deck. I shuffle the deck every single time. And I'm <laughs> Hard, like so it was like them trying to get through to me like hello this is real first of all and second of all you're not listening like take the action on the card <laughs> so um I started feeling like oh gosh wow this is pretty amazing so I started you know following the guidance that was on the cards and then things really started to shift in my life and uh, I remember my friends and my family were kind of asking what's that what are those what are those so I would just start pulling cards for them just for fun at first but then one time um I pulled a card over and I just was reading the message that was on the card but all of a sudden I started seeing like a movie in my mind I started seeing like a little movie play out and so I I just started telling them what I was seeing and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> How did you know that? Um, I didn't, I haven't told anybody that. Nobody knows that. And I said, I don't know. I just, that's what I'm seeing. So I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. And I, and I was, it was, I was so like naive. I had no idea really what I was doing. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, I just started to kind of do them more. My friends were asking me and my family, pull a card for me, pull a card for me. Um, and so it kind of evolved into this experience where I realized that I was tapping into um, my intuitive abilities. And that's when I decided, oh, remember that workshop I heard about at Crystal Vision? I think I'm going to go take that. So 
I took a workshop by um, this woman and I, uh, it really helped me to understand and I learned about the, um, you know, the four, well, there's a number of them, but basically our intuitive senses, uh, for every physical sense that we have, there is a non-physical equivalent. So for example, uh, our sight, our ability to see in the physical world, we also have clairvoyance. So there's clairvoyance, uh, clairaudience, and it means clear seeing. Uh, so there's clairvoyance, uh, clear audience, which is means clear he hearing. Um, uh, clairsentience is clear feeling and clear claircognizance is clear knowing. Now there's a few other clairs, but those are the four primary um, ones. And what these senses are quite simply are a way to receive information from the non-physical realm. So we are talking about, um, you know, vibrational frequencies and we are talking about information that's existing outside of our current um, 3D reality. And so I, the more that I learned about this and the more that I practiced, the more these senses really started to strengthen in alignment with my meditation practice, I have to say. Um, and so I began to start doing, you know, I started doing full readings. Like I would sit down and I would just pull the cards and I would, and then it got to the point where the messages were coming through so clearly and so quickly. I, ha I hadn't even turned a card over and I have my eyes closed and I'm, you know, I'd been talking for like 20 minutes um, sharing these wow. messages. So, so that's how that happened. And I decided I wanted to uh, get a certification just so that I could really make sure that I understood and, and knew as much as I could about this. So I actually was certified in Sedona, Arizona through uh, Dream Virtue's son, Charles, who had a, a workshop. Um, it was like, I think it was like a three or four day workshop, three day workshop. And I went there and uh, got my certification for that. Um, so that's the, that's the angel certification. So, um, and that is something that I'm still currently doing now. Um, and I've, I've done it, I've done it ever since then, mostly just through word of mouth. And I'm starting to kind of, uh, transition over into opening it, opening the readings back up to the public again. Um, so, so that's, that's the one part. And the Reiki, did you want me to tell you about the, the Reiki part too? Or do you have any questions about the angel part first? Yes, absolutely. They came <laughs> as you talked. I love it. I love it. So two part question. Is that, how similar is that to going someone who is basically like reading what's, what, um, reading um, your future based on your palms or tarot cards? What is the difference? Mm. Second part is, well, I should wait, but I'm going to forget that question maybe. So how much or in what way has your relationship with God changed mm. since you started this journey? Oh my gosh, such good questions even now. Okay, so, oh, I have goosebumps like all over. Okay, so, uh, the, um, okay, so first question is, it's, the, so I, I don't want to condone anything that anybody else is doing, okay? Um, I can only speak from my own personal experience. Um, and before I got into this myself as the person that is providing the service, uh, prior to that, I had, I had in my life, you know, for fun or for other reasons, I had gone to uh, psychics. And, um, you know, it's a... There's a very, in my personal opinion, from my experience, um, and I think things are different nowadays. We're going back, you know, quite a bit for me. But, um, you know, I think that the difference between somebody that's telling you that, you know, they're doing like, you know, I mean, all right, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be careful with my words, as you can tell. But, um, 
there's a psychic is really for the most part i think that they are people that are can confidently say that they are they can predict something that's going to happen to you you know like they have a prophecy or they have some sort of prediction um that something is going to happen in your life or people go to psychics because they want to know oh, when am i going to get married uh am i going to have kids uh should i get a divorce like you know they ask you know psychics these kind of questions um the work that i do is is very different um so and I have asked the angels about this before. And I said, well, how, you know, some people will have, when I first started doing it, they would ask me these predictive type questions, but, and I wouldn't have an answer for them. Like I wouldn't be able to give them this specific date or a time or anything. So I just open myself up and I channel what comes through. And the way that I receive this um, is that we all have free will. Um, so when I'm tapping in for somebody, what I'm doing is I'm just opening myself up to be a clear channel of divine communication. And the intention behind that is to provide the messages that that person needs to hear in their life at that time for them to live their, their, like for them to be on their divine path. Because as we go through life, it's so easy to, you know, we get stuck in our heads. We're going through problems and we're not slowing down enough to hear the messages that we're getting. We kind of get off in the forest and we feel like we're in the dark. And the, the readings that I do, the sessions that I do, they're, they're geared at providing these messages to help people get back on the their path of light, which is ultimately the path of their highest good. You know, the reason why they're here on this planet, it helps them get back in alignment with that so that they can do what they came here to do. Um, so the people that come to me for, for readings and sessions now are more people that are interested in being, uh, you know, in, or in aligning to that and, and, uh, healing themselves and developing themselves and making sure that they are, uh, in alignment with their divine mission. So they're more, it's more interest. They're more interested in healing, um, and, and, uh, taking action in their lives. They're more in people who are empowered versus somebody who might go to a psychic looking for predictions. Um, usually that's somebody who is, not who has not yet fully come into the alignment with the truth that they are the creator of their reality and they are the ones that are going to you know like if you go to a psychic and they say oh you're gonna you know you're gonna do this tomorrow uh or you're gonna you know you're gonna marry this person i mean i don't know how that can be 100 percent legit like how, what if they wake up the next morning and they totally, you know, change their life. They change their mind. They decide to move to China. They, they completely, you know, alter the course of their own reality. Um, so, so that's the first part of the question. The second thing I want to say, uh, uh, and I hope I'm answering it, uh, uh, good for you. The second part of the question is, I think that, um, for me, I'm, I started using cards and these are just angel cards. They're not like tarot cards. These are angel cards. And the, for me, I realized that they were just, a way for me to tap in. Like they're just a way for me to connect. Um, I have heard of people that do, that use other things like you were saying, like, um, you know, maybe tea leaves or they're going to read your palm or something like that. Uh, I think that it's possible to use other things just to connect. And I don't think it has anything to do with the actual physical objects. Um, so I hope that, does that answer the question? Absolutely. That was okay answer absolutely Oof, yes a lot a lot of powerful stuff right there <laughs> so I think um, correct me if I'm wrong but what you're saying is 
the difference in going to a psychic versus going to you for this divine spiritual communication reading is that people that usually go to see a psychic they are looking to predict the future because they're not happy with the present so they believe if the outcome changes that things within them are automatically going to change so they're kind of seeking for their external world to change but people that come to you are more looking to connect and align with themselves and as a result of them recognizing this and connecting deeper with themselves, their external world will change as a result. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we're all, all of us are receiving divine information and divine messages all the time. The information is always coming to us. Uh, the problem is, especially in today's day and age, we are living in such a fast paced society and we are so connected to social media and phones and technology that most of us are not present most of the time. So the only way for this information to be able to, you know, these divine messages to get through is for us to be paying attention and to be giving space and giving time uh, to receive these messages. So it's kind of like the, the, uh, a little image that they've shown me before is it's kind of like a fan. Um, like if you have a, a, you know, like a little fan on and it's on high and imagine that those are our thoughts and imagine you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to put something through the fan. Like you're trying to maybe shoot water through the fan. Um, it's going to be a lot different if the fan is on <laughs> high or if it's right. on slow, right? So it's kind of like that. Like the information is always coming through to us, but we have to slow down we have to calm down and we have to be in a receptive state. So what'll happen a lot of times during the readings with myself um, or any other person that does is doing this intuitive uh, healing type work is we're able to confirm a, the, a lot of the messages that are coming through. So sometimes, you know, people get little hits or they'll have little ideas, but they don't realize that these are divine. These are the answers to their prayers. You know, like they're praying, they're like, please, you know, and they're praying for the <laughs> answers and they're getting all the answers through these form of divine ideas, but they're not following through on those ideas. Yes, so, I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when somebody else like myself or any other kind of uh, practitioner is able to deliver and convey the same message, they're like, oh my God, okay, <laughs> it's, <laughs> this is real. I need to actually take action on this. So it kind of gives people that extra, you know, uh, nudge and confirmation that they need in order to take that action. Mm, yes, I love it. And uh, I want to keep it here for just a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. so, can you expand a little bit more? What does it really mean to be creators or co-creators of our lives? And also, what is it that makes some people truly like embrace this concept? And then some people are sitting at home waiting for God and their lives are not changing. And all the stuff that we're talking about, is this applicable to everyone or does this go against somebody's religion? Uh, okay, so that's a great question. It's, so uh, let, me, let me answer the first part really quickly. So what does it mean to be a creator? What, is a part, what does it mean to be a co-creator of our life? So whether or not people realize it, like whether or not we have the awareness and we have the awakening and we actually make the connection in our mind and re like wake up and like, oh my gosh, I am creating my life. Whether or not that happens uh, is, it does not change the fact that we are creating our lives. So so either you are creating by default or we are creating consciously, 
But either way, we are creating. So every single thought that we think, every single emotion that we have has a certain frequency. It has a certain vibration. And when we are living in that vibration on a daily consistent basis, our life um, is going to reflect back to us. It's going to be in alignment with the vibration that we are putting out there. Um, so when we are waking up in the morning and if we're feeling like, oh, my, my, I hate my job, I hate my life, I hate my partner, you know, if we're kind of in that and we're thinking those thoughts all day and that's the, the vibration that we are carrying around, we are going to experience similar things. We're going to stub our toe. We're going to, you know, have all kinds of drama in our life. Um, and it's going to, like, that's how you know that that's what you're creating. Whatever is happening in our lives is what we are creating. Every object that we have in our home, um, every experience that we have is the result of the thoughts, emotions, and actions that we are taking in our life. So either, like, like I was saying, either they're doing it by default or they're doing it consciously. Now, once you wake up, once people wake up and they, have, they, they become aware that, they're, that they are the ones that are able to choose their thoughts, that they can change their thoughts, that they can change their emotions, that they can change their decisions, their behaviors, their actions, then their life is going to start to change. Even if they start with something small, you know, it could be something very, very small. Once they start practicing this and once they start seeing like, oh, Oh my gosh, I took it. I thought a different thought for this long. I felt a different feeling for this long. Um, and I took a different action for this long. And now it's starting to come back to me. Now my life is starting to reflect uh, the, that I am the creator. It'll kind of wake up. And even if they can kind of think about, you know, just in their lives when they've had a bad day, when it starts off bad, it's usually a domino effect, right? But sometimes when we have an amazing day, everything goes amazing. You know, even just kind of like looking back in retrospect and seeing the difference between that, um, then if, if, if we really truly say that what we want is to be happy, right? Like that's what it comes down to, whether they want money, a house, blah, blah, blah. We, we, we want to be happy. We want to feel good and we want to be happy. If that's true and if they can retrospectively look back on their life and see, huh, okay, that day I was not happy. Those are the thoughts that I was thinking. That's the, those are the things that I was feeling. Those are the actions that I was taking. Hmm. Okay. This day I felt good. I was thinking good thoughts. I was feeling good. I took good actions. I made good decisions that day. Why not choose that in order to create the reality and create the joy, um, in their lives that they want. Now, I don't mean to propose, like what I'm saying, I don't mean to propose that all you got to do is think different thoughts and feel different feelings all on yourself, all by yourself, all on your own. No, like there's a lot of work that has to be done behind the scenes in order to make that happen. Um, but, and I, by that, I mean, there's a lot of self-healing that has to happen. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of practices. Like there's, there's an infinite number of things that they can do. Um, but self-healing, working with a coach like yourself, uh, especially a coach like yourself who is focused on this kind of, uh, you know, cre like healing and then creating the reality for them to change their lives, to release that drama and live life, live lives of joy and beauty and grace. Um, then that's, you know, that's, 
that's the way. But so I don't mean to propose like they got to do it on their own. There's a lot of help. There's a lot of support. There's a lot of ways to do it. But the truth is, uh, and I can speak confidently from this, is that we are creating our reality because I've done it. I have changed my life completely changed my life by becoming aware and by, by doing the work. Um, and now my reality is in alignment with the life that I want to live, the, my, the, my true life, my right life, my right livelihood. Um, and I forgot the second question. <laughs> yes, that was, yeah, it was a lot of questions that I threw at you. So, <laughs> that's so powerful. And for the woman listening, I'm hoping you're taking notes because Amber is giving you some real tangible and actionable nuggets absolutely you are sharing what it is that we have to do what is the first step and the first step is this level of awareness of what is it that is causing misery versus what is it that is causing happiness and then really thinking back on our emotions thinking back on our thoughts and seeing what were the thoughts that i was having and what was i experiencing right yes. so how intertwined or interrelated are our thoughts and our emotions as we now get into the Reiki practices and all about Reiki. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, so I'll transition over to there. So let me quickly say in response to that specifically, every thought that we think for the most part, they are going to, they, they all have a, a vibrational frequency. So, and when, when I'm talking about vibrational frequency, you can imagine like, and this is from uh, what I'm sharing is basically from the works of Abraham Hicks, some of the work that I've studied from them. So they talk about the emotional guidance scale. Um, so the emotional guidance scale, if we're talking like very low, heavy vibrations, we're talking about, at, you know, if you can just imagine, now this is a linear example, it's not really like this, but let me just, uh, it's easier to explain it like this, a linear example of fear being at the bottom, right? And then it's kind of slowly going up like, fear, um, sadness, depression, anger, uh, boredom. And then it goes all the way up to, you know, contentment, joy, excitement, elation, love. You know, you can kind of get the sense of the, the emotions that I'm talking about. They all have a specific frequency. And every thought that we think has an equivalent emotional vibrational frequency. So as we begin, so if I'm going to connect this to Reiki, Reiki is, it's, an, it's a form of energy healing and it's a form of energy work. And the intention behind Reiki and any other energy healing really is to be a channel for the vibration of love, the frequency of love, the, the frequency of divine love. And I, I don't want to get too much into like how it works just because this will be a whole nother podcast episode, but yeah, we'll have to bring you yeah. <laughs> But basically, basically, uh, at at the at its at the at its essence, at its core, Reiki and other energy healing is really about being a channel for the frequency of love. So, the way that this connects to your question about thoughts and emotions is, as we do Reiki on ourselves, or as we do Reiki on somebody else, we are basically opening ourselves up to the frequency of love. So, if we're doing it, if I'm doing Reiki on myself, for example. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm connecting to a certain vibration. Uh, I'm, I'm doing certain practices, certain inner practices, and, and I'll use my hands as an example. And I will imagine the energy flowing out through the palms of my hands and into whatever part of my body. So for example, I could have it 
on my throat. I could have it on my hands and my heart. I could have my hands on my belly. And the intention is really to send love to myself, like from the creator, opening up myself as a channel for divine love and then sending that love to myself. Um, now I could get really deep into the, uh, you know, like say the work of Joe Dispenza, for example, who is amazing and I highly recommend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. So we can start talking about that. We can start talking about Bruce Lipton and, you know, epigenetics and stuff. But, but basically all of our cells, we are at our core, we're not physical at our core on the quantum level science is proving that we are basically mostly space and all of the atoms and cells and molecules in our body are alive and they are listening and they are able to they are the ones that are carrying the frequency and the vibration so as we are being as we are doing reiki on ourselves for example the way that i look at it it's kind of like if you have a glass of water and it's got dirt in it, right? It's like dirty water. Mm -hmm. If you have a large pitcher of beautiful, crystal clear, pure water, and you just start pouring that water in this glass, eventually that dirty water is going to be flushed out. All the dirt in that water is going to be flushed out. And this beautiful, pure water is what's going to replace it. Um, so that's a way that I can kind of explain, right? So Reiki, as we're channeling divine love, what we are doing is we are literally starting to raise our, vib our, our vibrational frequency by clearing out this old stuff, this old vibration. Um, and, 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 and when I say old stuff, old vibration, I'm specifically talking about traumatic events painful, emotionally painful experiences that we've had in our lives, um, thought patterns that are holding a certain frequency that are not for our highest good. All of that stuff, all that stuff, all that stuff is what Reiki helps to clear out just through the purification process. Um, and now I can't, and I, and I would like to say, I don't, I'm not saying Reiki is the cure-all for everything, but it is one tool um, that can be used in conjunction with say coaching from you and maybe doing yoga and also eating better and what are whatever all the things are you know journaling meditating praying all these practices reiki is one of the tools in a spiritual tool belt um so i hope that does that make sense yes it does it does make a lot of sense and you did uh mention it at the end too because i was going to ask you as you were discovering all of these things and discovering your true essence, what was it that you found was like clogged or stuck or yeah, like the dirty part of the water? What was that? And did you have to heal those traumatic events and have, did you have to go through that or did it simply clearing it, meditation, yoga, communicating with the divine, with the angels that just flushed it or that experience, I think it's important to mention. And then if someone is experiencing, I think it's really important and it's really awesome that you brought it up. If somebody's having severe headaches or some pains that are unexpected and they don't understand, what would be the starting point for them? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Such a good question. <laughs> Such a good question. Okay. All right. So, so that, um, to, I'll just answer that question and then I'll kind of go on and I'll expand a little bit, but 
that specifically, I mean, obviously, first of all, if you're having physical problems, you know, if you have something that's severe, go to the doctor. Like I know some people that are so on this spiritual path and I think it's beautiful and I'm so woo woo. I am woo woo to the sky. Okay. But there is also a place for um, medicine and for, you know, things that we need from doctors. So don't, I wouldn't discount that. If there's something going on, definitely address it on the physical level uh, as well. Okay. So, but once that's done, once you're addressing on the physical level, I highly, highly, highly recommend the book by Louise Hay called You Can Heal Your Life. This practice for me, that book is what cured my migraines. Um, I mean, and I mean, cured them. Um, and it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen as a result of using that book. And in the book, what she does is she, she really was one of the, she was a pioneer. And for me, she was the first, that was the first time that I was really making the connection between the physical ambulance that I was having and uh, the thoughts that I was thinking and the pressure that I was putting myself under. So just for example, in the book, this was back, back in 2006 when I was having these migraines. I was also reading this book. And one of the practices in the book is um, to basically, when you're, whenever you're having a symptom, to tap into that symptom and to ask it what message it has for you. And to me, I, that was like crazy. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I'm going to talk <laughs> to my symptom and my symptoms are going to talk to me? Like, what is this? So, but I did. I started getting a headache and I'm like, oh no, oh no. So I, I remembered the practice and I went outside on my patio and I remember just closing my eyes and I just did some deep breathing and I connected with the pain of the migraine, you know, the pain that, that I was experiencing in my head. And I just started asking. Um, Okay. And I just started talking to my body. She encourages you to talk to your body, connect with your body because your body is, is trying to, to talk to us, trying to give us messages. And when it gets to the point where we have a symptom, that's, that means we're not listening in our life. So our body will start to get in there and get our attention. So I asked, um, I said, what are you, what are you trying to tell me? What, what message do you have for me? And I begin to see this image of a like a painting in this perfect gold frame. And I realized that it was me holding up this painting and I'm trying to like hide behind the painting. Um, and the message was, I know that's like, it's kind of a symbolic thing, but I knew what it meant. It was me trying to create this perfect life. I was trying to put this perfect picture out there to the world. You know, I wanted everybody to think that I had a perfect life, perfect husband, perfect everything. And it wasn't true, you know, and I was putting so much pressure on myself to, to make the other people around me happy, you know, to please my parents and my, 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 uh, you know, my, my mother and my grandparents to try to make them proud. Like, cause I felt like they had sacrificed so much for me that I was putting myself under so much pressure to create this perfect life, um, that other people, you know, were like, Oh wow, she has it all. And it was not true. You know, I was miserable. And so I realized that these migraines were a result of me putting all that pressure on myself. And it was manifesting in the form of migraine headaches. And so that revelation in and of itself was deeply profound for me. That was kind of like when everything started to unwind, you know, so it didn't, they didn't go away overnight, but that was like the awareness that I needed, like the light shining in the dark of that corner in the, in the closet of my mind where there's like a bunch of dust bunnies, you know, and I'm like neglecting it. Uh, 
that, so that was, um, that was, that was profound for me. And so I would recommend anybody that is interested in, in what I'm saying to definitely pick up her book and not just read the book, but do the practices in the book because that's where the magic is going to happen. That's where the healing and the transformation, you know, can start to happen. Um, and there's one other, there's one other thing that I want to mention, but, but go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, is this for only like random symptoms or does this work for people that have surgeries, um, um, hysterectomies and all these type of things where they've actually had their physical body be opened up or cut or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's all across the board. It's whether you're having experience or even afterwards, because, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I've seen people that have, they go and they, they handle these things on the physical level and they get the surgery and they have the thing that needs to get done, which is, you know, probably totally legit and necessary, but they still have the problem. You know, they still have the problem. They still have the issue. They're still not uh, clear of this emotional thing in their life, not the physical thing, but whatever it is that's going on in their life that, that they're not happy with, or that's out of alignment, that hasn't been clear. So that's why I'm, I'm recommending, you know, whenever anybody has any kind of issue in their life, um, especially if it's manifesting as a physical symptom, definitely handle it on the physical level, but you have to do the other work as well. If you want to heal from it, you have to go, you know, you have to go within, you know, you have to do the inner work as well. Yes. Love that. Was it something that you wanted to add more than that before I asked? You know, final- I, I wanted to, um, well, you, t- I'll let you pick which, which one you want. I was going to answer your question as far as like, um, you know, when, when I started on this path, did the Reiki clear everything out? And I just wanted to quickly just point that, you know, that the, that was my experience up to then. But since then I've been on this path for a number of years now, and I've had traumatic things happen to me now that I'm on the other side, you know, even when I'm living a conscious spiritual life, trauma and things still are going to happen to us. You know, it's not like, it's not like we become awake and become spiritual. And then everything is just like, you know, rainbows and unicorns and puppy dogs. You know what I mean? Like, like, like life is still happening to us. We're still growing. Um, right. the, the beauty is we now have the awareness and hopefully we have the tools in order to, you know, in order to help them. Um, so there are, you know, there, so just to like, just quickly, you know, there's just, for example, when I, since I've been on the path, um, you know, my, my father passed away and we can go into this like another time and deeper level, but it was very traumatic for me because I did not grow up with him. I was, uh, you know, my mom, I was raised by my mom and I didn't find him until I was in my late twenties. And, uh, we, we just started to get to know each other. It, it had only been like two years and I was just so, you know, over the moon about this beautiful relationship with my father and he passed suddenly. Um, so that was extremely traumatic for me. Um, but through all the things that I'm talking about here and, um, you know, through a lot of, I actually went to counseling, like I saw a therapist, I was like, give me all the things because this is like, Ooh, this is rough, you know? Um, so I, I, and I kind of like used everything. So if there's anybody out there that is currently going through a trauma or currently going through something that's really, really painful, um, you know, don't just focus on, I would recommend, don't just try one thing, like incorporate a few different things, try a few different things because it's all part of the healing journey, you know, self-care, self-love all to the nines. Yes. So beautiful. I love it. So sorry for your dad's passing too. Oh, I'm not. He's okay. He's happy. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean to say it like that. Th- thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. But yeah, it's something that it's, it took a bit to heal um, for me personally. And, but I know that 
you know, with my connection to the other side, it's, it's kind of like, I, I feel like when people transition, um, I really try to take a different perspective now because it's always like such this sad thing, but it's like, why does it have to be, you know, what if they're free from their body now, you know, like, we don't know what it's like. We don't know what their experience is like. They might be like having a party so happy, you know? Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And it's <laughs> my husband, he's always super happy at funerals because he's like, oh, this is supposed the time we're supposed to, you know, come together and be happy about that this person is free now, right? But mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. Everybody has their own perspectives. Yes. So you've taken the listeners on quite a journey and I've loved <laughs> every second of it. it. can continue for hours. But so let's do this. So this whole journey you've taken us on talked about how you weren't happy, how there were a lot of things that you were suppressing, trying to make other people happy with everything that you have been doing with yourself, the work that you're doing with yourself, everything that you're learning through the meditations and work with your clients, your life has changed quite a bit, (laughs) not a lot, a lot. lot. So can you share uh, with the woman listening right now how is your life now and is it possible for everyone to transform her life this way as you have yeah absolutely there is nothing you know special about me you know like we all have our beautiful unique uh divine expressions of who we are but but anybody absolutely anybody can change their life um it's not i'm not going to say it's going to be easy and all they have to do is press a button you know it's not the easy button um but with with if you're if you want it bad enough that is all you need. You just want to, you just have to want it bad enough. If you want your life to change and you, and you put in the action and you take this, the, the action steps necessary, you know, you reach out for help or you do whatever it is, you can absolutely change your life. Um, and my life is unrecognizable than, than what it was, you know, um, all those years ago. I mean, it's, it's completely, completely different. And, um, I'm happy and it's beautiful. And I think I even mentioned to you uh, earlier, I know we were kind of catching up that love has come into my life. And that is, to me, it is probably one of the greatest, uh, I don't want to say accomplishments, but it's one of the greatest uh, achievements or experiences that I've had because uh, relationships were a really, really big struggle for me um, for, for the majority of my life. Romantic relationships were always a challenge for me. And I truly, I turned 41 in January. And I'm telling you, last, by the, the end of last year, I was like, I think I'm just going to become a nun. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to... I think, I think I'm good. Like, <laughs> I had like pretty much given up, you know? Um, but but I say that on one end, uh, but you know, it, I had made, I made some big decisions last year and to like conscious decisions. Like I became aware of some unhealthy patterns and I made some really conscious decisions to change. And I asked for help. Like I literally prayed for help, uh, with regards to my relationship. And I said, I was just like, God, I have tried, (laughs) like I have tried. And I know that, and I was kind of in a situation that I knew was not for my highest good. And I, and it was having a hard time transitioning out of it. So I just prayed and I surrendered it to God. And I said, God, take over because I've done that. I, what I can, and I haven't been able to transition out of this, you know, help, you know, and I'm, and I'm open, you know, show the way, light the way, guide me and a series of things, you know, a series of miracles happened. And before I knew it, out of the blue when I had like kind of let the whole thing go uh, and decided to be a nun. (laughs) 
that's when I more extreme than more extreme than mine was. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But that's when that's when um, that's when my love reached out to me. You know, on uh, he sent me a message on Facebook, and uh, you know, it was it was a high school sweet. He was a high school sweetheart of mine, and we just picked up right where we left off. And uh, it's just been the most beautiful, magical, romantic adventure. And I just want to say for any woman out there, whether you are young or whether you are, you know, in your thirties or forties, like myself, if you are not in a romantic relationship, do not give up. It is absolutely possible. If it happened for me, it can happen for you. And the way to get there truly, honestly, is through uh, clearing out all that stuff, all the emotions, all the trauma, all the painful emotions, all the beliefs, all the low self-worth beliefs, all that stuff, all those ideas and thoughts, they all have to be cleared out. So, you know, work with somebody like Ibna, uh, do the inner work, journal about it, do whatever you have to do to clear that stuff out. Don't focus on getting in a relationship. If you see that you're like attracting the same thing over and over, like that's when it's time to let it go and do, you know, the inner work. So, so yes, I'm I'm very happy in my life right now. Yay! I was super happy for, <laughs> Thank you for being the example for <laughs> the female community too of what's possible. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So before you share with us how how one can work with you, reach out for any questions, in sessions, meditations, divine communication sessions. Is there something that you feel called to share or do you want to do a brief meditation or um, something that you feel called like you want to share at this moment? Yeah, I would love, I would love to uh, guide the listeners through just a very brief meditation. Um, so it'll just be a few minutes, but yeah, I think that would be great. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So ready? Mm -hmm. All right. So. Well, um, so we're just going to, let's just take a moment right now uh, for everybody that's listening. I just invite you to join with me. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing that. Obviously, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you are in a safe location, go ahead and close your eyes and just start to bring your attention within. And just start to focus on your breath. So you don't even have to do any deep breaths right now. Just notice your breath. And just notice that your body is breathing all by itself. Your heart is beating all by itself. There are millions of magical things happening inside of your beautiful, perfect, divine, physical form right now that you are not orchestrating. So just take a moment right now and connect to this awareness. Connect to this awareness that there is a gorgeous, all-loving life force energy that is beating your heart, that is breathing your lungs, that is taking care of this gorgeous, divine body temple that you have, that is housing your spirit, that is housing your soul, it is a gift from the divine for you to utilize while you're here on your divine mission for what you came here to do. So to right now, just bring your attention to your heart center. 
And just imagine that around your heart center, there's a beautiful golden, pink, white, sparkling light that's surrounding your heart right now. And just allow this beautiful light to surround your heart. And if you feel comfortable, allow it into your heart. And just see the light moving around, swirling around 360 degrees. And then begin to evoke the emotion of love from your heart. You can think about a person that you love. You can think about a pet or a favorite memory. Anything that you can bring to mind that will evoke the emotion of love. And feel that feeling of love in your heart. And then as you're doing that, allow this love, the frequency of love, and allow the light to join together. And then imagine this light radiating out like it begins to grow 360 degrees. And it starts to enlarge like a sphere of energy. And as it's growing, as it's glowing, it starts to illuminate every atom, every cell, every molecule that's in your physical body. And imagine it, that it, it grows so large that it is now passing through your body, your body and that you are now in this sphere of golden, pink, white light that is the frequency of love. And now just take a moment to send this love out to the entire planet. So just imagine this sphere of light is going to grow larger and larger and larger. You're just the channel. You're just allowing this light. You don't even have to force it. This light is just going to grow larger and larger until it syncs with everybody else that's doing this meditation right now until it grows and it encompasses the whole earth so that all of planet earth is now with your love, connecting with others, surrounding the whole globe and assisting to elevate the frequency of the planet. And just know that you are part of this. You are part of this collective consciousness. You are one with every other human being on this planet. And the more that you're sending love out into the collective consciousness, into the world, the more this planet, the more loving this planet is going to be. Then bring your attention back into your heart and just ask your heart to show you a sign. Ask your heart to give you a message. Just say, what, what do you want to tell me? What do I need right now? What message do you have for me? Then just allow your heart to give you a message. And then once you've received that message, say thank you to your heart. Take a nice deep breath in and out, and then slowly open your eyes, return to the room that you're in. Remember the message, remember the gift that you were given from your heart. And then after this 
recording is finished, bring that back to mind and then think about whether you need to take an action, you know, was it something that you need to do or change or just kind of write it down and allow it to guide you as you move forth. I send everybody who's listening infinite, beautiful, bright blessings. Even I thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really grateful. I love that. I, love that. I got goosebumps when you were talking about the colors. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. I'm sure they're going to be going back to this recording to, 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 to do the meditation again. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My um, pleasure. Finally, before you jump off, what are the types of um, sessions or what is it exactly that you provide for your clients? How can someone work with you? How can they reach out? I'll also make sure that I um, pin all the links as well so they can reach out. Yeah, absolutely. So if they want to connect with me, they can visit my website. It's Align with Amber. So that's A-L-I-G-N with amber.com. Uh, they can also just go to ambershannon.com. That'll bring them to the same place. And what I'm offering right now are divine communication sessions. So if there's anybody that's kind of feeling like they are, you know, kind of stuck in an area of their life, or they just need some further clarity, or they're looking for a confirmation. Uh, if they're kind of feeling like the way I was describing before, like they're off in the woods a little bit, and they just need a little bit of clarity or confirmation to kind of get them back on that divine path, uh, they can reach out to me. I'm happy to do a session for any of your listeners. Um, my rates are published on my website, and I also do private meditation sessions. So if people are looking to meditate, but they're just having trouble to kind of get in that habit on their own. I do one-on-one -on -one, uh, private medita meditation sessions. Uh, I'm gonna be doing some groups and I have some other classes and courses and offerings that are gonna be coming up and they might be on the website by the time this podcast goes live. Um, and of course they can always sign up for my email list as well. Again, it's alignwithamber.com. Awesome, awesome, that's wonderful. Thank you so much again for coming on and providing this immense value. It was magical and wonderful. And thank you for being so open and vulnerable as well. Oh, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I'm so, I was so grateful to be on. I'm so grateful that you asked me. It's really an honor. And I just, I love all of the work that you're doing and anything that I can do to help you, um, you know, do what you are trying to do in this world to illuminate and shine and connect and help and support uh, other women and other people. I'm, you know, I'm a hundred percent here to help you in your mission. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>